Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today. Welcome to Marriage After God. We're your hosts, Aaron and Jennifer Smith. Being tongue-tied or twisted is one thing, but what happens when we intentionally use our tongue to cut deeply, to persuade for our benefit, or to serve up half-truths and blatant lies? In this episode, we are putting the spotlight on our tongues and considering the way we use our words. Today's episode is brought to you by our faithful patron team who have chosen to help financially support this show monthly. Uh, we don't we try not to do ads. We don't have any ads. Um, and so we're trying to keep this show ad free. And one of the ways we do that is by people like our patrons who uh, support us monthly financially. Another interesting thing that we'd love to do is highlight some of those patrons. So this week we are giving a shout out to Deborah S., Whitney S., and Valerie B. Thank you guys so much for partnering with us and blessing tens of thousands of couples with free daily prayer emails and this weekly podcast. If you've been blessed by uh, the free Marriage After God content that we create, uh, we'd love to invite you to join our patron team. Also, if you choose to sign up at $20 a month, you can get a $50 gift card to our online store to purchase any one of our books and resources at your first renewal date. Please visit marriageaftergod.com forward slash patron, P-A-T-R-O-N. All right. So everybody, even the listeners, think right now, because we're like in the first of the year, you know, January still... What's something you're doing today, excited about, or something that's just new that you weren't doing this time last year, or you didn't have this time last year? Ours would be chickens. <laughs> Lots of chickens. chickens. We got 20 chickens. Uh, we talked about it a couple episodes, not a couple, a few episodes ago. Uh, but with the price of eggs around the country right now. It finally makes sense. Yeah. Now, now it's like... <laughs> Yeah, this is like a, a golden goose where we have these chickens laying golden eggs. Hold on. I, I have to say this. I have mentioned in the past that I find enjoyment in memes and, you know, those pictures with the writing on it that mm-hmm. tell jokes. I just I'm a jokester. And so when we got these chickens, I was like, man, I really need to learn more about chickens. And so I went on Facebook and added all these chicken groups like lo- some are local, some are not. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But because the price of eggs have gone up, everybody's posting these chicken memes and they're so funny. Are they also posting eggs for like $20 a dozen? Oh, it's crazy. Uh, but what's really cool is not only that we're getting eggs, they're not free. So I don't want anyone to think they're free because we still have to pay for the food and all the things. But I was going to say we're putting in the work. We're putting in the work, <laughs> but we're getting lots of eggs. And what's awesome is we can share them with our friends and family. Mm-hmm. And so that's been pretty cool. And also it's been really neat to see the kids take on that responsibility. Yeah. Even in the cold, they go, it's been, it's been cold. It's cold. <laughs> so they go out, they feed them, they go out and all of us always out there just holding the chickens. And we look out the window and she's just 
in the coop, walking around with one of the chickens on her head. It's so funny and so cute. But with it being cold, I remember one time it was so early in the morning, like maybe seven, and I could see her waving, you know, through the sliding glass door. She's over at the uh, chicken run where she needs to get in to feed them. And she's waving her arms and I open the slider. It's like, oh, what, what's up, Olive? And she goes, the lock is, is frozen shut. Yeah, it does get frozen shut because like, it gets moisture that- on it and then it doesn't move. And they have to like, I watch it. She takes like 10 minutes to get the thing broken open. But they don't complain. And I really, no. it's really cool to see them grow up and it's gonna take be, ownership. And it's worth it now because we got all sorts of eggs. We, we've been trying to find ways of using the eggs because we have so many of them. But Lots of Dutch babies. Yep. And I just did some hard-boiled eggs. And those are – Wyatt loves hard-boiled eggs. Um, something I do for – you're not in a hurry, right? I nope. can keep going. No. Keep going on eggs. <laughs> Speaking of eggs. Chickens and um, eggs. I was just going to bring up how bad of a baker I am. Not really, but I am. I just, I'm, you're a good I'm, baker. I've, it's hit or miss, okay? Well, but, baking is a science. Uh, this year, something I added to our homeschool – uh, curriculum is around the world tea. And we've invited, uh, our friends, families over to do these tea parties in different cities around the world. And we have friends. in our living room and it's just, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. set up, we set up all the kids set up the chairs so that it's like, we're going on an airplane and I have passports for all the kids. It's really cute. But our friends, some of the, some of our friends have, you know, um, lineage in some of these cities around the world. And so our friends, Stan and Jessica. Hi, mm-hmm. guys. <laughs> um, you guys get mentioned the most. Yeah. Have ties uh, and lineage to Russia, and we were going to go to Moscow. So we invited them um, and their kids over to do this. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go Google what are some Russian tea cakes or cookies or, yeah. you know, treats. And there's these things. Called, I'm going to not say the name right, but it's called a sashuki. Something like that. And it's kind of like, it looks like a bagel, but they're smaller, round, kind of harder cracker things on the sweeter side. And I tried making them and I'm, they're going to be here in like an hour and a half and I'm trying to roll (laughs) out this dough and I've got it stuck to my hands. Like it's not, it's not working the way you expected it to. It's like sticky instead of it being like doughy. Oh my goodness. It was a mess. I was a wreck. And I'm like, Aaron, help. But although they didn't come out pretty. They tasted really good. Yeah, the kids did like them. And so, I was I was bringing that up because I, I used eggs. I used eggs for it, and it yeah. required an egg wash. And so we are trying to use the eggs, but I need better recipes. Just kidding. I need to be bread, better in the kitchen. Brownies, cookies. Okay. I'm just giving you ideas here. So okay, got it. Egg soup. <laughs> so in episode one of this season, we talked about this word for the year: <laughs> discrepancy. Oh, uh, I didn't want to talk about that again. I know. How Just there's a difference between who we want to be or should be and who we actually are. The reason I said that is because I'm personally working on working yeah. through this. Well, and we, we are together. It's a lot. You got your own little journey going on. I'm noticing it a lot. Yeah. Where are you noticing it the most? Um, this discrepancy. Currently with, with the kids and the way that I parent, which is mm-hmm. not good. Um, just when I say one thing. And then if they ask me again and again, I'm, I'll break down and give in and they've just pegged you. Yeah. That's what it is. They get me. <laughs> they figured it out. Um, and another one is, um, a, a very specific one is coffee. And okay. what does I, that mean? explain, I coffee. know it's so personal. It's, <laughs> I just don't feel great when I drink it, but there's this kind of craving I get for it. And so I end up telling no coffee drinker listening understands what you're talking about. <laughs> 
I end up saying in my head or saying out loud to you, yeah, I'm not going to drink coffee for a while. And the next morning I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> Makes no well, sense. No, you, yeah. You, you say, I'm not going to drink coffee anymore because I don't feel good. And then the very next day you're, I, I hear, <laughs> and I'm like, did you just tell me she's not going to drink coffee anymore? Okay. But here's the difference because we brought up this that episode. And because I'm working on this personally, I decided to start taking notes. And so I have a little, you know, in notes on your phone, mm-hmm. I decided to make a note Ooh, and peek at that. I'm keeping <laughs> track of all the times that it hits me. And I'm like, Oh, there's one, there's a discrepancy. Mm. So the point is <sighs> the overarching theme often in our discrepancies is in our words. Like you said, I'm not gonna. Yeah. And then you, cause do. I, I say one yeah. thing and I do the opposite. Yeah. So we, it, it comes in this form of, we say something, our words have meaning and power, uh, but we often find it easy to, to make a promise to say with our mouth, our words, but have no intention to follow through or find out it's hard to keep that promise mm-hmm. to keep that word. You know, like you said, like, I'm not gonna drink coffee anymore, but the next day when you are tired and you want the taste of the, the espresso and mm-hmm. so you're, at that point you're confronted with your words. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, do I mean what I say? No, not this time. Yeah. You know, so. And and these are things that we say or promises or commitments that we're saying to our spouse, kids, friends, maybe even more often than Mm -hmm. all of them is ourselves. These words that we say um, that we aren't going to follow through through or through through with through (laughs) through through. through. Um, often it, it doesn't come in the form of I promise I will. It's actually rarely that. Like a declaration. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the beginning of the year, we do resolutions. This is a form of that. I'm going to be this this year. I'm going to. But usually it sounds more like I'll be there in 10 minutes. Mm. Or I'll be leaving in five minutes. Mm. Or I'll pray for you. Mm. Or I'm going to stop drinking coffee. (laughs) I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. I'm going to read the Bible every day. I'll stop saying that like that. You know, we, we, there's things that we say. I added this one. I, I'm going to avoid gluten. Because you're supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not right now, but later. So what I'm saying is, is like that I'll be there in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But it really, it's going to be 25 minutes. Or longer. Yeah. So it's not always in the form of a promise. It's just we, we say things that we, we either can't or won't follow through on. Or maybe we are just not thinking like it's not that big of a deal because I, I was joking when I said I put the one I'm going to avoid gluten, mm-hmm. even though I do know it's a big deal. I tell myself it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I go this just once. Like, what's this? Yeah. One or I've been doing really good, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, or, you know, I'll be home in, a, like I said, in a few minutes, but really it's longer than that. What we what happens every time we do that is it's just adding another little like, oh, that wasn't truth. Mm-hmm. That's not what you said. Everyone listening, they have a list of these. They're like, oh, I, there's that thing that bothers me when they say one thing. They say this, and then this is what happens. Mm-hmm. And it's a pattern. Um, before we move on uh, to getting into this even deeper, I just wanted to ask, if you're loving these episodes, would you leave a review? If you haven't done it yet? If you have left a review, we're so thankful for every single review that you, our listeners leave. We love reading them. And every time someone leaves a review, it helps boost the rankings for our podcast so more people can find it. So how often do we say we are going to do something or change in some way, but the moment we have that opportunity to follow through with it, we choose not to. 
I think a lot. <laughs> I think I, a lot more than we recognize. Yeah. I mean, I'm only recognizing it because I'm keeping notes in my phone. Mm-hmm. And and you're recognizing like, oh, this this happened 12 times today, right. not the one time mm-hmm. that I was thinking of. I was talking with a girlfriend of mine recently, and we were talking about parenting and how challenging it can be at times. And um, I was encouraging her that in those moments when our kids tell a lie or, you know, do something they're not supposed to uh, talk back or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the thing is, um, that they are tests that we get to as parents grade and correct and we get to guide them toward the standard of character that we that we desire for them, but that's also mentioned in the Bible, mm-hmm. right? And, and they're raising that in that admonition of the Lord, right? You know, the training. I was just telling you, like these things are going to come. It doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't mean your child's going to be, you know, a liar or mm-hmm. someone who constantly steals. These are things that in the flesh, like we're tempted by, and. As parents, we get the opportunity to guide them and yeah, this is why show them the way. This right. is why we should have self-control. Yeah. Right. But they're tests. And as I'm explaining this, I'm realizing, even as an adult, like... All your opportunities for We tests. still have opportunities that we're being tested in the Lord's grading and correcting us, you know. So I just thought that was... Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, it's... it's Had to do with what we're talking about. One, it does because, it, it like, you, we say something, and often in in, in scriptures someone would vow something and then they would immediately be tested to see if that, if they're going to follow through. Yeah. Sometimes they had a horrible consequences and you can go read in the old Testament, some of these stories. Uh, but this idea that God wants to know if we're going to be faithful to our words, mm-hmm. uh, but also knows that sometimes we can't. Mm-hmm. And that's something I wanted to encourage us later on in this, but. Well, uh, before we get there, what are some examples from our own life? Like, is there anything specific that maybe? Yeah. I mean, you brought up your coffee. That's one. It's it's a small one, but it's a, it's a real one. It's something that in the, in the gluten, uh, for me, um, lately my kids have been wanting to go work out in the garage with us. Mm -hmm. So we have our our gym out there and they ask like, can we go work out? Can we go? They want to go on the treadmill and they want, (laughs) and they want to do my row machine. Uh, and it's real quick. It's funny seeing their mentality shift from like, they know they're growing up. And now they want to do Grown older things. things. Yeah. Yeah. And be a part of one. They want to, they want more time mm-hmm. and they want to do what we do. And often they have more of a desire to go to the gym. And I was going to say, this is a two part example because, <laughs> uh, being cons- constant at working out and I haven't been at all. So mm-hmm. like, I, I'm like, I'm going to be consistent and I'm not consistent. So my kids are more desiring and more consistent and wanting to work out than I am, which I think is funny. Uh, but they ask us, can you wake us up so we can go work out with you? And I'll tell them yes. And then not follow through with it. Um, and so there's times that like, like I told them, yeah, tomorrow morning. And then things come up so it's not that yeah, I just work, work through that on here so that our listeners can hear like, what are some of the reasons why you wouldn't wake them up? Well, either I, did, I didn't realize it, but I had to leave early, so I couldn't wake them up. Or I slept in myself because I was tired, and so I didn't wake them up. Or we like, had a late night the night before, yeah. and you think their sleep is more important. Right, and so I, I don't go wake them up. Um, but I've been trying to, like, if I said I was going to do it, then the other day you're like, why don't you just go out right now? And it was like before bed, and I was like, <laughs> okay. And we went out there for 35 minutes, and, and we worked out. As a family, it was really cool. So I'm trying, but that, that, those are things like they, another one, uh, Wyatt will say, will you snuggle me? And I will say maybe, or I don't, or no, or not tonight. Um, or, or tomorrow. Or I'll say and tomorrow and then I don't, and I don't yeah. follow through. So 
I'm trying to follow through on my words. I, I, which, which I have seen. I know you're using these as, as examples for this episode, but I have seen you growing in this already, making strides to like make sure that you're following through with your word with them. And mm-hmm. it is fruitful. And I just wanted to affirm you in that. Thank I'm you. proud of you. And, I, and you have been trying to follow through on your words. And I've been seeing it. And so... I want to affirm you. <laughs> Thank you. Now, our listeners, it's your turn to turn to your, your spouse. spouse. <laughs> <laughs> you should maybe. Uh, okay, let me read some scripture. James five. Oh, wait, at minimum, just shoot him a text. Oh, that's easy. Do that's it. good. That's Do it. Do it right now. Yeah, go. Pause this. Okay, go. <laughs> Resume. All right, we're back. So James five twelve. But above all, my brothers, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes, and your no be no. So that you may not be found under condemnation. So that you may not fall under. Oh, so that you may not fall under condemnation. Thank you. And then Jesus, I mean, Jesus said this first, by the way, and then James repeats it in in a different way in James chapter five. But in Matthew chapter five, um, coincidentally, which I don't think this coincidence is, but Jesus says, let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. Do explain. Well, I think God wants us and Jesus wants us to just be people of our word. Like, so we don't need to add anything to it. We don't need to proclaim anything to give more power or weight to our words. We just should, the, what gives the power to our words is that we follow through with them. So if you say yes, let it be a yes. If you say no, let it be a no. Mm-hmm. So for you, no to coffee, is it really a No. Well, no, it's not a no. It's a sometimes and it's a when I I change. It. And it's a, yeah. So your no is not a no at all. It's something else. Mm. And he's in both scenarios. One is fallen or condemnation. The other one says comes from evil. That we're, we're wishy-washy with our words. Um, and so I want to discuss why might we give our word or make a promise or a vow and then not follow through with it? Because there are reasons. Like why would we even say it in the first place? And then what would make us not want to do it in the second place. Um, and I just wanted to point out one thing. I think that when we, we proclaim something, we, we make a vow, we make a promise. We think that somehow the, that makes the words strong enough on their own, that it'll all of a sudden make us do the thing. Yeah. Like I'm going to stop, you know, go into the fast food restaurant like we make that proclamation. I'm going to stop that. We say it out loud and we say it to people, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop eating fast food. I promise. We even add stuff like that or, or I'm, you know, I'm making a resolution. We think in some way that, that those words in their own are going to have some power to help change something inside of us mm. because we know that it is hard for us to not go get fast food. So I, I, th- I think maybe also sometimes... We have no intention of following through with what we say. Like more so we say it so that others can hear and be satisfied in some way of hearing it from us. Or what do Yeah, you maybe like in a way we, so going back to that idea of like, I'll be home in 10 minutes. You call me, Hey, where are you at? Oh, I'm just leaving the store. Maybe I'm not just leaving the store. And I'm trying to show you that I'm going to be on, t- I'm going to be home quick because you want me home. And so I'm like, Oh, 10 minutes. Because then in that moment, I appease your urgency of like, mm-hmm. where are you at? You've been gone for a while. 
And I, so I can have that moment of like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm now released from that. Not realizing that there's going to be this consequence when I get home of you wondering like, Hey, you said 10 minutes, but it's been 35 minutes. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, well, and then I, then I just figure I'll at that point, give you a reason rather than saying, Hey, I'm probably going to be a little bit longer than mm-hmm. you want. So I think we say things that we don't follow through with for that reason also to try and just appease someone or uh, cover up or make ourselves look a certain way in front of someone. I think another reason would be uh, that we actually do have full intentions to do what we say we're going to do, but because of our choices, our life is so out of order that you actually can't fulfill those commitments. Uh, So a good example, it just feels like chaos. A good good example for me. I want to get up early and it's that actually is a desire of mine to get up early, but then I don't choose to go to bed early. Like you don't, don't set yourself up to make that thing happen to, to win. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't align the stars to make sure that I can get up in the morning, which matters. Like if you are going to commit to something, it's kind of like counting the cost. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're evaluating to say, okay, in order for this thing to happen, all these other things need to happen in order for it, for it to be true. For, yeah, to follow so through with. We, d- we haven't set up our life to make sure that we can follow through with certain things. Mm-hmm. I think another reason this is a more devious one. And it comes from probably wrong hearts. Not probably. It is wrong hearts. Um, saying you're going to do one thing and then intentionally not following through with it, knowing that it was going to hurt the person because you're mm. frustrated or hurt or angry. Um, and that that it's like a sort of vengeance. Mm. You know, I, I'm not going to follow through with the thing I said because I don't think you deserve me following through with the thing mm. I said. Or I don't feel like it now because you did this to me mm. or said this to me. Or you don't need me to. Like you don't need to require of me. I can see I'm just kind of playing yeah. into this kind of hard issue of like what's really at the root with that way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to add another one is just forgetting that you even committed to something in the first place. Yeah. Not giving it enough importance in front of you to yeah. say, oh, I'm going to make that a thing that I, I think about, mm-hmm. you know, like you, the challenge that we've been giving is of writing down, yeah. you know, things that we want to be committed to making it real and on paper, mm-hmm. uh, this is something that's actually has been really powerful for you. You, when you write a list like of to do's, like I'm going to do this today and I'm gonna do this today. I'm gonna do this today. I don't think I've ever seen you not complete a list. It's like a challenge or a competition. Well, but it's myself. really powerful. <laughs> like, so you could, you get up and you're like, today I'd like to this and I'd like to that. And I'd, and then you maybe do one or two things. And then by the end of the day, like, I couldn't do anything that I wanted to do. But yeah. when you sit down and you write it down, Man, you like crush it. And I've encouraged you in the past. To like, I know. I feel like I forgot this about myself. I need to. I think you should. You, and you do. When you write down a list, it gets done mm-hmm. every single time. So, okay. I, I think, okay, so that was our list. Sorry, we got off tangent yeah. a little bit. That was our list of like why we do these things. But um, I think that we think it's important that we do an honest evaluation of ourselves, our lives. Yeah. And to ask God to reveal to us if mm-hmm. there's any of this that we just listed, any, even just announced in our hearts. Yep. Uh, we, we should always be uh, spiritually evaluating, asking God to search us. Yeah. So what are sp- some sp- practical, I'm not saying this right. What are some practical things to practice? <laughs> inst- practical <laughs> things to practice. What are some practical things to practice instead of saying something that you will not do? So these are like, I'm so confused right now. I know this is like, what, what's the, what's a practical, uh, uh, solution to this? Like, Hey, what can you do instead? Yeah. Okay. Like how can we 
practice being better at not, not doing right. what we say we're going to do. <laughs> so like when Wyatt comes to you and he's like, dad, will you cuddle me before bed? Mm -hmm. You just say, I can't right now. Yeah, I know. Well, that's a, that's the point is like saying, giving an answer, um, or, or saying you can't give an answer. Okay. So, Hey, I, I can't give you an answer right now because I don't know what right. the day looks like, but we, I'll think about it, which is, or I need time to think about it as long as I intend to think about it mm -hmm. and, and figure it out. But don't say you're going to think about it and then don't think about it. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then see, so yeah, saying you need time to think about it, not doing it. Um, but letting them know, Hey, I need time to think about it. So would you be patient with me? Yeah. And so what that does is lets them know that it's not a yes and it's not a no, but mm -hmm. it's also not a maybe it's like, I, I don't know what to answer you right now. So yeah. I'm going to tell you, I don't know what to answer you right now. Um, another tactic is just say no. Why'd you laugh? Because, <laughs> well, it's simple. It's like, Hey, let's just give an answer. Do you think that there's some people who that don't just, like hearing no, not well. Okay. I can raise my hand for both here. <laughs> I was going to say that they don't like being someone who says no, like they don't want to make that boundary. Like a yes person. Yeah. Like maybe they don't realize they're a yes person, but they absolutely don't like the contention that comes with no. I, well, yeah, because there's going to be like, like oh, why, do, I, why don't you want to, why don't yeah, it's, it's, I have a hard time saying no. Right. And there are, and we know people in the, in our life that, that do this because going back to what we talked about earlier, one of the reasons someone might do that mm -hmm. is because they want to look a certain way. So like, Oh, I want this person to believe that I'm there for them. Hey, you can't call me out in front of everyone right I'm now. I'm not saying that for you. No, but it's true. <laughs> like you want someone to believe you're there for them, but you have no, but you don't, not, not that you don't have intention to, but you aren't really there for them. You want them to think they are, mm -hmm. that you are. So just saying yes or just saying no and then making that what you mean yeah. over time. Like we're talking about this month about building trust and about being the kind of people that do what we say yeah. is big. So being confident, mm -hmm. like I, I don't like continuing to use the, the, the story about what uh, Wyatt wanting yeah. me to cuddle him, but with anything, like if it's your boss, if it's your spouse, like there's gonna be times, Hey, you know, hun, can we do this thing? No. And here's why. Or yes, and let's make a plan. Mm -hmm. And just being confident in those things rather than, yeah, I'm sure that's something we can figure out. And, but really, I'm just trying to push it off because I don't want to give an answer and I'm overwhelmed by the, mm -hmm. the prospect of that thing that you want to do yeah. now. Uh, it'd be better to give the answer. Or again, going back to, hey, I don't know what answer to give you now. Can we look at details on this? And actually follow through with figuring out what the answer is. After looking at or hearing us talk about this, I just realized that I totally don't like saying no. And I've known this about myself for a while, but because of that, I'll stress myself out week to week because You're I've made to commitments. Placate and commit. So, right. Yeah. So, what we talked about earlier about you're not making commitments happening because of chaos in your life or you're not committing to your word because mm -hmm. of chaos. Like that's me. I'm, yeah. yeah. It's like now everything's backed up and there's this traffic jam because I've not said no to anything, <laughs> but there's periods of my life where I feel like there's balance. And then other times when I'm like, mm -hmm. ah, well, and I, we, I, I, I meet with the guys from our church on Wednesday mornings and we're going through the book of Ecclesiastes. And the next verse I'm going to bring up in a second is from Ecclesiastes chapter five. And that whole chapter is about our words mm. and saying what we're, you know, saying one thing and doing another and actually following through with our words. And it's, it was so interesting. We had a big, long conversation this morning about this very topic. Mm. 
And it was just so good hearing everyone's, you know, different opinions and perspectives on it. But one thing that I brought up and I have it here is uh, don't give an answer. You know, maybe saying nothing is better than not keeping your word. Like, so are you just saying like stare blankly at them? No, uh, <laughs> it, it goes back to that, like not giving an answer right away or, but like, maybe you just like, you're not going to commit to the thing. Mm-hmm. You're, you're like, well, I, I don't know. I literally don't know. I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could follow through with it. Um, and I, I get this from this, from Ecclesiastes five, four through five. It says, when you vow a vow to God, do not delay paying it for he has no pleasure in fools pay what you vow. It is better that you should not vow that uh, than that you should vow and not pay. There's this idea is like, don't make the vow. Don't say you're going to do that thing. You're don't say you can go help when you can't help. Don't it'd be better. Just be like, I can't. And then say it and then not follow through. Um, there's another story in the new Testament that Jesus gives about, um, two sons. One goes, the father goes to one and says, Hey, go work. And he says, sure. And then walks away and doesn't go work. Oh, yeah. And then he goes, to the other son, and the son goes, no, I don't want to work. But then later on changes his mind and goes and works. <laughs> that was paraphrased a bit. Yeah. But the, <laughs> the point is, is the one, one, the one son that said he doesn't want to work. You could be like, well, how you know mean of him. Actually, that was much more honorable. Honest. Like, and honest. He's honest. He's like, I don't want to go work. And then the Lord changed his heart. And he's like, actually, I can go and I'm going to go. And I want to make my dad proud rather than saying, I'm going to go do it. And then not doing it out. It's so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and God, God cares about this stuff. He cares that we, we mean what we say. It's, it's as a part of his ch- church well, being his people and reflecting him. Like he means what he says. Well, just look at the Bible. Do you think God loves words? Yeah. And that his, I mean, the Bible literally says that the word was with God and is God. And that he created everything by his word, by his words. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth with his words. God said, let there be light. There's light. So he cares about words. He cares about our words. He, he, he wants us to, to, to be faithful with the things that we say. And like I said, there's another verse in Proverbs that says that a person that remains silent will be seen as wise. Mm. Real quick, (laughs) as this idea of, of reflecting God and in another part of the new Testament, we're called ambassadors, you know, and just being on mission to like, or knowing that we are um, sharing the gospel in this world Mm -hmm. in order to share the gospel with someone and for them to believe our words to be true, we have to be trustworthy Mm -hmm. and we have to be honest and we have to have integrity. Don't you think? Well, and the, the, if you think about it, the, one of the biggest things that people that have walked away from God, they look at the church and say like, Oh, the church is full of hypocrites. Hypocrites. What that means, what hypocrite means is say one thing, do another. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you say you're holy, but you're not holy. Mm-hmm. Um, another verse in, in Ecclesiastes, a couple, a verse before, it says in, five, in chapter 5, verse 2, Be not rash with your mouth, nor let your heart be hasty to utter a word before God. For God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. One of the discussions we had today was in, that, that in verses 4 through 5, it says, um, For he has no pleasure in fools. Um, and in, and in other translations, it says, uh, the sacrifice of fools. And we were talking about the sacrifice of fools is our words when they have no meaning or power. Mm-hmm. Like we come before God and we come before our family and we come before our friends and we, and we say something and it is nothing. Like when you say, I'll pray for you and you walk away and you haven't prayed for them and you don't pray for them. 
Yeah. What, it's what? a sacrifice of fools is what the Bible calls it. God calls it that. You're, you're, you're offering the sacrifice that has no value. You're offering this. It's just words. And he's talking about that with vows. Like you're making a vow to God and like, you're not even following through with it. It's that's, that's a sacrifice of fools. So I think God cares quite a bit about us being people of our word, because in reality, we need to be people of his word. So I want to just point out the fruit of this. When we, when we practice saying things that we don't mean, saying things that we don't follow through with, there's, there's a fruit that comes from this. What it happens is we, we reinforce in ourselves a falsehood of ourselves. So I say with my mouth, I'm, I'm going to be this way. I'm going to read more. And then I intentionally don't read more. I go, or I'm going to like you, I, I'm not going to drink coffee anymore. And then you go make that coffee. Every time you make that coffee after you said, I'm not going to drink coffee anymore because I don't want to drink coffee anymore. Like going back to that word discrepancy, yeah. you're reaffirming and reinforcing a, f- a, f- a false, a falsehood. And explain why that is dangerous. Well, like spiritually, I think the danger could be if, if our words that come out of our mouths don't have any power, don't have any meaning, don't wait. Yeah. They don't have any weight. You know, we don't follow through. We don't keep it. It doesn't mean anything. Um, I think the danger is, could we end up in the same place with God's word or mm. with his, his spirit when it convicts us, mm. you know, do, do we hear it and be like, well, that's not who I am. Or I can't be that. I can't fulfill that. I can't. Or is it easier just like when that conviction comes to push it away, push it off to the side, make it not important, justify it. All the reasons that we listed earlier. I think it's something we should consider for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, I think there's also danger in the way that we view ourselves in just, um, once there is that discrepancy of, okay, now I said one thing and did another and you start seeing the consequences of that, mm-hmm. whether you affect someone else or just yourself. What are the, what are some things that you've heard in, in my own self? Yeah. Yeah. Things like, um, I'm, I'm a failure. I'm flaky. I can't follow through with anything. Yeah, like I, just I can't, that, that negative. that I've heard is I can't change. Like yeah. this is too, it's too hard. And I, yeah. I, I want to be the only, I can't do it. Um, which again, reinforces not the truth. Like we just read in the last episode from, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's second Peter that we have everything in Christ to be what Christ desires us to be. Now that doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean it just happens overnight, but we are, we are capable. Mm-hmm. So real quick, cause I briefly brought it up just now, but, um, consequences like when, mm-hmm. when, especially cause we're marriage podcasts. So we need to talk about this. When, when I make a commitment to you and I don't follow through with it, what does that do to our relationship? What does that do to how you view me? And well, at the top level, some of those things that you you mentioned, how you feel about yourself, mm-hmm. I I feel mm-hmm. like oh, you don't ever fall through with what you say. Mm-hmm. You 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 always say you're going to do this, and then you never do it. Mm-hmm. Like those are things that I think, and you've thought the same things about me. Yeah, for me, a big the red you know alarm, the red blaring alarm would be, um, I can't trust you. Yeah. Or, um, it, there's no integrity. Mm-hmm. The, I, the trust is broken. Yeah. What else are you lying about? <laughs> yeah. So those yeah. are just a couple of things that we're just pointing out because if we're doing a self-evaluation, if anything we're saying today is, is becoming a catalyst in your guys's lives to at least just consider this, 
I think it's worth saying, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, prayerfully, like asking Lord, oh man, what's going on with my mouth? Yeah. Something I want to end with uh, after a heavy episode of trying to evaluate all of the things we say is have grace with yourself. Ask God to teach you. Pray and ask God to change our words and, and to give us, grow, grow our integrity, to, to point out to us when we are walking in those falsehoods and, and the things we're saying. And I, I just wanted to also say, we may never be able to completely control our tongue. That's a, that's a big thing. And you can read this in the book of James. It says, he who controls his tongue is perfect. And guess who the only person who never messed up in what he said was? Jesus. Jesus. He is perfect. I have a note in my Bible next to that, that verse about he who controls his tongue. Jesus only said what God told him to say. He, he, he was perfect in all his ways. Not you, not me. Thankfully, God never goes back on his word. Christ is perfect in all his ways. And so we can trust what he said and in his promises. And that's what I wanted to encourage us with is, is we can, God's words are always true. Ours may fail. We may be false. Your spouse's words may be false and fail, but guess whose words never do? God's. Mm. For years now, we've been uh, reiterating with our children that our words are powerful And Mm -hmm. we say this a lot and we explain to them the impact of both our negative words and our positive words and, and the way that we say our words. Mm. Um, this is something that we're growing in as a family, um, to know, to believe, to walk in rightly. And I just, I think it's so valuable as parents. And I just wanted to make that note because as we, as adults are walking through this and letting God test us and refine us. And in all those opportunities, repent, Mm -hmm. um, of how we are to then look at our children and say, and I'm here to help you (laughs) in that humility. Often our, our kids are really good about helping us. Yeah, that's true. They catch us, mom, why are you talking that way? Dad, (laughs) you're talking harsh. So they, they see, and it's really good when we stop and we look at them. (laughs) We're like, Okay, Elliot. Okay, really on, good at that. on a really sweet note, uh, we were down. We have this like little village area with shopping, with shopping, and um, it's like got these very like um, nature big stones, big and, stone yeah. rocks, but they're like some of them are flat benches. And we are walking through the village, and and Edie sits down on one of the rocks, and she folds her arms, and she goes, "Mom," and then she reaches out her arm and like pats next to her. And so I go and sit down and she folds her arms across her chest. So So what do you want to talk about? (laughs) She's two, mind you. It's my two-year-old acting like she's some grown up. And it's really cute. Um, But it just made me laugh and think, wow. As much as we're talking in this episode about being mindful of our words and like this very Mm. serious commitment way, also just remember that our, our words bring life and mm-hmm. can draw one near and can and get push away. <laughs> yeah. But I'm trying to be sweet right oh, now. <laughs> I just wanted to encourage you guys to, um, well, I was going to encourage you as parents, but even with your spouse, like get in your people's spaces, make eye contact, laugh, ask good questions that are engaging and be willing to just use your words for good. I like that. Okay? 
Okay. Um, also, I pulled out a couple of quotes by some really random people that I thought were really good for <laughs> just this idea of like, uh, well, today we're talking about, you know, sticking to our commitments and saying what we mean, but it's also this whole theme for January. So mm. I'm kind of just bulking these at the end here because it's just Go it. going to carry us in. Okay. So this first one's from Rory, Rory, Rory. Rory Vaden. The foundation of a disciplined life is integrity and doing what we say we're going to do. Mm. The next one's from Dallas Willard. When the light comes into a room, we do not have to say, now what are we going to do about the darkness? It's gone. What does that like have that. to do with this? <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> I liked it because we had a conversation, which we can talk about in another episode, but... Like the truth is the light coming into the room? What I thought about is... Um, we were having a conversation and I said, I just want, every time I leave, you want to feel like I'm glowing. Remember? Cause we were talking mm -hmm. about how we talk to each other. Yeah. And then I thought about also in, as being Christians, like being the light mm -hmm. of Christ. Like, so That's when good. we come into the room, like there is no darkness. That's true. Our reputation comes in first and it's like, Hey, we know Jesus. Mm. We walk like him. We talk like him. This next one, this next one really fits what we're talking about. <laughs> it's by Larry Wingett. Did I say that right? Larry Wing it. Looks okay. like a wing it to me. Success comes from what you do, not from what you say you're going to do. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. The, uh, the last one, Steve Harvey. You know him. Yeah. I know. I mean, do what you say you're going to do. People can do nothing but respect that. It's true. Yeah. It's a big deal. And I'm sure if you know, know someone in your life that is just really good at following through with things they say, you probably have a deep respect for those people. Mm. But we we want to have deep respect for ourselves as well and that we know that our words matter, mm -hmm. as we always tell our kids. Someone recently um, shared that some friends of ours shared that um, the people that they respect the most are people who've had a pattern or a way of being for so long mm -hmm. in their life that they respect Remember? Yeah, they're just not wishy-washy, but they're, they're consistent. They stick to it. They're yeah. consistent. That was the word that they used was consistent. And they respect that about that person. And I, I value that. It's a big deal. Yeah, that's good. Well, why don't we get into the growth spurt? I do it every week. So you okay. Too. The growth spurt for this month is build trust. As we talked about today, do what you say you will. Or don't say you will. Okay. <laughs> don't you do just, I'm not letting you do the growth spurt anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, do the prayer. Yeah, Okay. We don't have to go into the growth spirit this time because the whole episode was about that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for speaking to us about the importance of sticking to our word. We desire to have integrity and we desire to be trustworthy. Please help us walk in righteousness to do the things we say we are going to do, to love others by sticking to commitments made. We ask you to transform this part of us. Give us eyes to truly see how our inconsistencies and discrepancies and failures to do what we say hurts people, especially our spouse. We pray we would be a light wherever we go and honor you by doing what we say we're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen.
Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today.